Iowa everywhere. Um, we'd love to tell you what this podcast is about, but the truth is, we don't know. The CW Pod, at home on Iowa Everywhere. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed, seedsmanship at work. All right, let's get after it. I do have uh, a lot to get to before I jump on a jet to Greensboro, North Carolina, super early on Wednesday morning. The CW pod here on Iowa Everywhere is always presented by our friends at Circa, Circa Sports Iowa. It means the world to us when you download their app. When you download their app and you use them for your preferred betting service. Let me tell you something. There's a a ton of options out there. I get it. We want you to shop around. Not telling you not to. You have a lot of publicly traded companies, etc. Yeah, you right here, you have independent supporting independent. We wouldn't be here doing what we're doing on Iowa Everywhere without our friends at Circa Sports Iowa. I will be at Circa Resort and Casino coming up for the Sweet 16. John Miller will be joining me there as well. But download that Circa app for everything March Madness. All right, so I've got five or six thoughts here from the Channel Seed Studios that I want to get to regarding March Madness. A lot of it, we're going to keep it as local as possible. Obviously, that's what we do. But I have been doing a ton of research. Uh, we got some Big 12 stuff here. I'm not necessarily telling you how to fill out your bracket, but stuff that I have picked up on a few betting things, and just some opinions as well. And I want to make fun of sports writers. That's all coming up here on the CW Pod. Having said that, let's get after it. Five thoughts on March Madness here on the CW Pod. Okay, Uh, I want to start with TCU. Been obsessed with them for a couple of weeks now. I actually got a nice little text message from two guys named Chris, co-host Chris Hassel. I think that was after they punked Kansas State in the Big 12 tournament. He said you were right about TCU. Well, I don't know if I was right about TCU. We'll find out. But I do believe after talking to some people in Kansas City at the Big 12 tournament, Eddie Lampkin sounds a lot like Caleb Grill for Iowa State. It feels like this team has uh, kind of bounced back without the big man. I think, I think that it may be an addition by a subtraction thing. We will see. Nonetheless, you look at TCU's draw, you know, they're certainly rooting for Nevada, probably the most questionable team to make the NCAA tournament. They've got to play the play-in winner between Nevada and Arizona State. But keep that in mind. Again, I've heard a lot of addition by subtraction talk from my people at TCU. Let's talk about the Hawks and a possible matchup with Houston in the Midwest. Okay, do you want me to keep it positive here? I can keep it positive here. I Listen, <laughs> uh, th- there's not a lot of positive to go when it comes to Iowa in the, you know, the second round of the NCAA tournament, but... Houston has has some injury problems. They got some injury problems. And and this this is really where if you're an Iowa fan, let me give you some optimism. 
you play against, you know, you play in one of the best conferences in the country. Houston does not. Their strength of schedule, I want to say, is right around 100. That's that's your that's your possibility. They get they get punked, granted, without their best player in the American Championship game. That makes a difference, but that is not a great not a great draw there for Iowa to get that eight nine seed. Here's the deal: nine seeds actually really consistent winners over eight seeds. So this is another trend going against Iowa. Here's your mark: since 1985, nine seeds are 71 and 57 straight up against eight seeds. But again, again, uh, this is where you, when you play in a power conference. Versus a team that doesn't. Houston will be in one next year. You always have that. Well, Iowa's beaten top-tier teams in the Big Ten, right? You have you have done that this year, albeit at home. I'm just trying to give you some optimism, Hawkeye fans. Trying to will you into a Sweet 16 so I can hear you stop bitching about it. Baylor seems off to me. We'll go back to another Big 12 storyline. And it's more than just a couple of losses to Iowa State. This is, this is dumb analysis, and it's not really... I was at their shoot-around prior to last Thursday. It just felt weird. I've been hearing some rumblings that that's not the happiest locker room. Kind of the opposite of TCU. I am picking them to lose to Creighton in the field of 32. And Baylor, I'll say it, like a month ago, I want to say, was my national championship pick. I got a ticket with Circa... I think I got him at 2,500 is what I bet Baylor at to win the national championship. And I, I, I I don't see them getting out of the round of 32. Feels weird right now. Don't have a lot of confidence in that Baylor team. Big Ten hasn't won a national championship since the year 2000. Mateen Cleaves. Does that date you? Does that make you feel old? Can Purdue change that. Doesn't it feel like there's just a ton of hate towards Purdue? And I get it. They flamed out early quite a bit in this tournament in the past. But they got the best big man we've seen in college basketball, what, since Greg Oden? I mean, he's, he's transformational. This, this, this ED guy's phenomenal. I don't know. It, it almost feels like everybody's too anti-Purdue right now. I, I, I would take them over Marquette if they get to that 1-2 game. A lot of people picking against Purdue right now. I think that they turn it back around. But again, the Big Ten hasn't won that national championship since the year 2000. So I said after the draw, I wasn't crazy about Iowa State's seed in their draw, and here's why. So I wanted to go up and see if the actual numbers matched my thought on this game. And they did. So again, this goes back to the year 19... 85 and six seeds against 11 seeds only win 62 percent of the time okay so that's not a that's not a crazy number let me let me give you a little more so i think it's notable we always pick the 5 12 upsets five seeds are 64 percent winners over 12 seeds so not a lot of not a lot of difference there it really drops off for the 13 seeds four seeds you beat them 79 percent of the time but here's where the number that kind of blew me away so if you're an 11 seed and I, and I said the hassle on monday it feels like these 11 seeds each and every year just like what you'll see one in the elite eight so i with iowa state last year 11 seeds are 36 and 41 in the round of 32 so if they win in the first round they're basically 50 50 
to get to the round of 32. I'm in a predicament right now with Iowa State. Because if you were to ask me right now, and this game's about to tip off, so it'll be a, this pot will probably be dated pretty quickly when it comes to this point. But if you would have asked me, like I, I think Pitt is a better matchup for Iowa State. I said this earlier that Mississippi State kind of reminds me of like that Oklahoma State team that's basically Iowa State's like kryptonite, right? Like I don't want to play a slow it down, beat you up style. That's not that's not good for the Cyclones. But I could see Pitt who doesn't play a lick of defense, getting hot over a two-day span and being more the team that would make it to the Sweet 16. I have a hard time believing Mississippi State would be able to do that. So I think, again, Pitt's the better matchup. But if we're going off of the statistics that I'm referencing, the 11 seeds, again, if they win that first game, you're basically 50-50, the 11 seed versus the 3 seed. Wild. I think Pitt would be the scarier 11 seed for Xavier in the round of 32 should they get to that point. Last little trend that I picked up on today. So if you're winning, going to pick your national championship, only four times in history. So this is crazy. Like we we talk upsets. That's the thing here in March Madness. Only four times in history has a 20 to one underdog or more won the national championship. UConn was the last one that Kimball Walker team that actually beat Iowa State in Madison Square Garden. So, by that math, here are the teams that have a chance to win this thing. Houston at plus 550. Kansas and Alabama at plus 800. Purdue at 1100. UCLA at 1200. Arizona at 1200. We've got Texas, Connecticut, Gonzaga at 1600. Marquette at 1700. And the Baylor Bears at 1800 that's it so according to that trend if you've got anybody other than those teams winning in your bracket the overwhelming majority of the time you are going to be wrong but duke at plus 30 to 1 interesting duke's a duke is a uh, a bit of an enigma this year that's the one team I, I i'm having a really hard time figuring out all right there you go some thoughts here on the cw pod again if you don't know what this is i'm gonna be doing a lot of this so you know, you're talking to a guy who used to do three hours live every day, plus my Cyclone Fanatic podcast. I got a lot of thoughts built up. And this is going to be a place here, you know, really starting in this offseason where I can just unleash them when I'm not on podcasting with Chris Hassel or John Miller. It's the best time of the year. I am getting on a flight to Greensboro, North Carolina. First thing, Wednesday morning, if you're going to the games in Des Moines, if you're an Iowa fan traveling to Birmingham, be safe. What about the Bulldogs? Who's going to Albany? I do like going south. I'm looking forward to going south. There's a ton of ghosts down there, you know, because they had all the wars. It's where the revolution, there's a revolutionary war site in Greensboro, North Carolina. That is my plan. That is my goal. To get there and go on a nice little hunt before Iowa State tips off at 3 o'clock Eastern on Friday. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the CW Pod here on Iowa Everywhere. Of course, we are in the Channel Seed Studios and we are presented by our good friends at Circa Sports Iowa.
Iowa everywhere.